Welcome to the fifth episode of Dee's Bloody Poetry. Today's poem is called Tea Time and was posted on August 7th, 2022. Tea Time. First time trying to dodge a shark and then a short boy, curly-haired, smiley-faced, comes up to me and tries to ask whilst stumbling if I could be a safety net because he wants to try too. I tell him this is only my first time and have not the faintest idea of what I'm getting at, and that he would sooner die than live with me by his side. And then he tells me of all his accidents, all his broken limbs and attempts to be sporty and brave, unbothered perhaps, ignorant even. Along those lines, pity follows, and he asks me to have tea at this place where they supposedly have the best tea I've ever had. Now, I don't even like tea, but there I go. We go. Off to the place of magic tea, and on the way there, the boy or man or boy utters into an ATM, discovers he cannot pay for the tea he was so eager to get with me. The request to have the tea at his house follows, which is so close we won't even notice the walk there, he says. Five minutes, and there I stand, now only a doorstep between me and the demarcated space before me. I go in, find some cats. A white interior to match them, cold towels and light leather couches, and entering my nose, an aroma of weeds of some sort. Distorted air and his despair transferring into my mind and body as I sat there sinking into the worn-out leather. Now, as we had established, I don't even like tea, but there I sat and sipped like my life depended on it, while he talked to family and a constant despair seeping into his body with every passing year he spent on this earth. His curly hair, the kind that falls as though it should never be touched or else get, gets ruined, the kind that seems innocent and fair but distracts you from the fact that the body wasn't quite as connected to the brain, fell slightly over one of his eyes. His mother never listened to what he really had to say, and so when he grew into the young man that he was, he grew into such frustration, he took a knife and pointed it at the poor woman. So much for gratitude. My curse being the ability to understand both, both the efforts, the tries of the latter, and then being misunderstood by the creatures that made you, that grew you, fed you fertilizer, and yelled when you meant well and a corner's too small to breathe that you're backed into when no ears seemed big enough to listen. But then there I sat, in the middle again, surrounded by those poor cats, the tea, the aromas, the awful stories getting worse with every word entering my poor ears. And then I saw the knife block on the kitchen counter and all I thought was nod and smile, do the thing you do best, understand. And then his tears flooding his cheeks, his neck, his forearms, for my understanding gave him space to release the built-up pressure that had been boiling up inside him. The brief intermission of the constant suffering of the loneliness we have all felt at some point or another in life. My nods and yeses found me back, at some point, to that doorstep, that border between the safe world, the grand unwritten spaces, and deathly singularity that lives within the homes of the misunderstood. I mumbled my way to the other side, out there without drinks I dislike, doors that seem to be coming at you, 
without knives staring at you from the saddest countertop I've ever encountered. This poem was written by D, aka Dahlia, aka whoever you want me to be. I hope you enjoyed this poem. If you want to reread this poem, this was kind of a long one, more of a short story uh, in poetry form. So it might help to reread it to understand it better. Uh, if you want to do that, you can find it on my online art journal on fatalalliance.com. I hope you have a lovely Sunday. Sunday. Sunday.